straight bout it I'm not pouting Break through walls and climb it mountains If you want it, scream it loud What's up superstars? Welcome to the Brain Tainment Podcast. Listen, if you're someone who wants to build more confidence within yourself, your ability to perform, to execute, to build skills, or to just feel better, or if you're someone who wants to architect a new empowering identity, this is the platform for you. Listen, we have all kinds of guests on this program from the psychology space, neuroscience, sports, as well as cultural icons and influences where we get to pick apart their story and learn a bit more about them. So be sure to subscribe. I hope you get value from this show. If you do, if you do enjoy it, please, please, please do me a favor. Put it on your socials, share it with friends and families who you think this message could help or they would enjoy. And be sure to share the love and tag me on those platforms. We'd love to get some feedback. Without further ado, enjoy this episode. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Brain Tainment Show. Today, as always, another special episode. I'm joined by Kai Borgana, a mutual friend. Uh, I've got to give a shout out to, to Joshy for connecting us. Really excited for this chat, brother. We're just chatting off air about all things in the men's space, a little bit of shadow work and pending time. We'll see how much we can get through today but i really appreciate you carving out the time to um to share with me mate in the audience and share some of the work that you're up to i think be really useful for a lot of people that do tune in thank you brother it's great to be here so mate you're a coach you're a teacher facilitator um doing some amazing work like i said um, in a few different spaces but just for now just want to continue to chat we're having off air i think it'd be really cool for people to to kind of tune into um around the men's space. And I think it's really important for, for men and women alike, whether it's, you know, being able to translate that information and, and use it for your partner or your family, if you are a woman. Um, but of course, if you are a guy, you know, this stuff can be super powerful. And I was just sharing with you before that this is something that over the last couple of years, I've looked into come from a background, you know, playing footy and love being around mates and, and camaraderie and things of that nature. Um, but to a large extent, it was very surface level and you know, it was amazing and it served a purpose, but, as you get a bit older, you start to realize that like, hey, maybe my values are shifting. Maybe, you know, there's not as deep a connection as I'm craving. And it just becomes this rabbit hole that you can kind of, you go down. And for me anyway, to start to recognize that there's some stuff missing. And so that idea of the men's space, you know, which sounds abstract, became really appealing for me. And I know a lot of people that, you know, do tune into this show. So I guess to start with, mate, what what is it for you that, that drew you into you know, whether it's facilitating retreats or, or coaching guys, like what is it, um, I guess, that you say is some of the potential challenges and why you're attracted to help and contribute in some way, you know, in the in the men's space? Mm. Um, uh, so why I started men's work in the first place? Mm. Um, well, you know, I, you know, I've always been very good and I'll just speak to it right now with women. I've always had great relationships with women in my life and you know, I was, you know i'd always confide in women and share my deepest secrets with women and even lean on them for support and it wasn't until i got to a place where my relationships with women weren't going so well uh you know the sex that i wanted you know i wasn't getting the connection that i yearned for i just wasn't getting it and so i just was you know where can i get this and then men's work came into my life and really filled that space and mm. you know it just all clicked for me it just went ching, 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 click 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 and i thought wow this is you know and since has been for the past six seven years a huge a huge part of my life um for that authentic connection mm. 
and um, the clarity and support and also the work that we do together as men you know you can't really get that with women you know you know it's not quite the same did you find that like because i reckon that starting point is a similar story for most guys where it's like something's missing whether it's the connection the chemistry uh whether it's emotional sexual whatever it is in relationship or it could just be you know maybe just at a at a chapter of our journey where we're just feeling a bit lost and we're kind of looking for just a different approach, you know, and there's different modalities and stuff like that. But often we just don't know what we don't know. So um, is that something that you find now that you work with guys that they're kind of coming to you or they're coming into a retreat or whatever it is. And they're like, fuck, listen, I, I don't know what the answers are, but something's, something's missing. It just, I don't feel fulfilled. I feel, I don't feel kind of like I'm leaning into my true, you know, whether you want to say authentic or natural kind of masculine energy, like something's just askew and missing. Is that something that you find is sort of a common thread where they're like, I don't know what it is, but something's not right. Yeah. Something's not right. You know, you know, and it's not that I didn't have my bros around me, you know, like mm. I have my bros you know, and we'd go get a drink and we'd, you know, have a yarn and have some fun, but it was getting to a point where I thought, ah, oh, man, I want something more than this. And so to, to realize that was the first step. Mm. That was the first step to be like, okay, look, there's an issue here. I'm not getting met by these people. I'm not being fulfilled by these people. Where can I go to get this? You know, like, is there something out there that can meet me in this way? You know, speaking to men's work, are there men out there mm. that can meet me in a way that I haven't been met before? So what does that look like? Is there like particular practices or like modalities that, say for yourself you were first drawn to um whether that was you know some sort of um safe space just to share and and think out loud with a group of guys or some sort of physical practice was there like certain things for you that you found really useful that now that that you teach and encourage other other guys to, to look into yeah um oh man uh, i mean you know the main thing uh for me was the reassurance that these men have my back. So it was, you know, you know, a feeling that I would go through my week, you know, like I go through my life and if something was to come up, something was to happen, I know that these men would have my back. Mm. We meet every week. We're all in it together. You know, we put a bit of cash on the line, we put a, you know, we put some energy in. And so it's like, okay, we're in this together. What does that mean? You know, like mm. how can we call on each other when we need each other for support rather than isolating, mm. into, you know, porn, you know, like addictions to drugs and things like that. When we're in that space and we're breaking down or something, you know, like something's not happening the way we want it to happen. Where do you get that support from? You know, like, what are you going to, like, what are you going to do? Right. Mm. And so it often be that for me. And even as a leader, as a facilitator, you know, that still to me is one of the founding reasons of why I, you know, do men's work. Is mm. I call my brothers when I need some support, when I need feedback on something. So it has this element of therapy, but it's not a therapy group. Mm. It has a therapeutic aspect to it. 
That's really interesting. And I suppose to some extent, it's like, you got, it's, it's helping meet that need for really all humans for like love and connection on some level. Right. And it's unfortunate that, you know, in today's world, it's easy that that gets missed or it's very surface level. And it goes back to that idea of like something's missing and you can't quite describe it. So it's like being able to feel safe and, you know, there'd be a lot of guys I imagine that have, you know, a ton of mates on paper or a ton of people around them that maybe just don't feel super safe being able to show up and be completely vulnerable, which, you know, sometimes my fear is that that, that sort of language gets kind of ethereal and almost um, weak. But I don't know about you, mate, but I know a lot of the guys that I talk to um, share that, you know, when you really lean into that, that vulnerability and you kind of own it and there's like this like healthy um, support network, healthy, you know, connection and, and what have you. It's like, it's actually really powerful and can be really strengthening. Have you found that to be the case? And Oh man, there's so much power and vulnerability. Yeah. Oh, really is, you know, and there is, um, a part where you're afraid to be vulnerable and you kind of have to work through that you know mm. the fear of um times in your life where you've been betrayed by men and so your trust you know you like how much can we trust each other to for a second just put the sword down take the armor off just put the shield down to be like oh man like like this is me mm. and i'm you know like i know i'm not pretty you know, I've got my shit, I've got my faults, I've got my my shortcomings, but hey, this is me. Mm. We can love on that man, you know? We can support that man and have compassion and really have empathy as well because, you know, we as men, we have empathy towards each other because we are the same gender. It's really powerful to realize that, but with women, with men and women, you know, it's more of a sympathy you know, like we, we sympathize with each other, but she, you know, she's in a completely different body, mm. having, you know, all kinds of different, you know, hormones and things. And so it, the empathy part is, you know, very, very strong in men's work. Mm. Feel like, oh, wow, I'm not alone. Yeah, that's huge. And I reckon there's like often similar you know, it might, it might manifest differently in our lives, but the underlying problems or challenges, whatever language you want to use, are pretty similar often. And, you know, I imagine there'd be a bunch of guys that are at first quite hesitant to step into that level of vulnerability, particularly if it's new, but then being able to do that and recognise like, fuck, like these, you know, um, people around me are, are living albeit differently sort of manifesting in the, you know, in the real world, but they're experiencing what I'm experiencing. And then it, it helps erode that sense of loneliness, right? When you feel like, fuck these guys, well, these people, this group, this, com- you know, this community, they get it. And I'm not judged, even though um, I might judge myself. And that's a whole other can of worms we can unpack, right? This like self-judgment piece, but that community to be able to yeah feel safe in and feel heard is yeah super super powerful how do you go about like actually working with that guy then that comes to you or that you might just come across you know in conversation and they're kind of curious like they want to they want to move through these blocks right these physical emotional mental blocks 
but they're fucking petrified of, you know, dropping the armor like you mentioned. Like, how do you how do you first? What are the first few steps to start? You know that process. You know what I always tell men is, you know, the first step is to show up. You know, just just show up. Just get your body there. You know, just physically mm. show up and sit sit in a circle of men and just and just be there. And I'm often sharing with the men is that you know, purely straight from the heart, this is a shame a shameless space. There's no judgment here. There's no shame in the space. You know, and just just continuing to remind each other that we're not judging each other here. There's no shame here. And often if a man, you know, you know, he has that energy, well then the other men are gonna feel that and they're gonna call him out on it as well. Mm. And fire for that. So, you know, it's not like a group where we're, you know, just being vulnerable and, you know, like getting in touch with our feelings. That's a huge part of it. That's a huge pillar. But it's also the fire and the feedback that really can get men excited because mm. they're like, oh man, I like that feels oh that feels good yeah you know like i feel challenged in that so so it's you know it's a double-edged sword where some men um are very in touch with their feelings so we'd say they're quite in touch with their magician or their lover archetype and nine times out of ten men who do come into men's work have strong magician and strong lover energy Mm. and that's why they come because they're open and they're sensitive and they're intuitive and they're able to hold space for other people. They're able to, you know, empathize, you know, which is the lover. They're able to, you know, like articulate, you know, and um, speak uh, clearly, um, mm. you know, a strong magician energy. Mm. I want to talk about that shame piece. I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, it's arguably one of the heaviest sort of vibration emotions that anyone can can carry and to a large extent you know everyone is, is carrying some level of, of guilt and shame and it's it can be really really heavy um and i love that you mentioned this idea of being challenged and i think that's from my experience anyway like that's like being able to frame it that way seems really appealing because it can be super daunting to just be like hey here's my feelings on the line and you know do with the what you will like and just making yourself vulnerable for the sake of being vulnerable but if you frame it as like, okay, what, here's an opportunity, a challenge, like something for me to kind of step up to the plate and kind of bear it all. And, and, and then like you were just saying, it's like this energy, it's, it's not just about airing dirty laundry necessarily. It's about feeling safe and loved and connected. Yes. But then also like, Oh, I'm no longer wearing this mask unnecessarily. Like there's something kind of viscerally empowering, about that is that kind of what you're alluding to when you're talking about like just it's like that energy that can come from you know um leaning into that uh being vulnerable yeah 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 yeah, for sure man for sure because you know we're not wasting each other's time here you know yeah each other's time and so the feedback piece for me really really hooked me you know Mm. there's um there's a part of my blind spot or my shadow or my ego that I can't see, but these men, they're seeing it. <laughs> they see it. <laughs> so what would that look like? Let's just talk about 
Um, I know you, uh, you've got you've got a retreat coming up, if I'm not mistaken. So could you? You don't have to give us all the secrets. And I know from just reading from afar anyway, a lot of the agenda you like to keep open, just given that things can really evolve, you know, on the day. Um, but is, could you give us maybe a, a highlights reel of like what that might look like if someone's listening, thinking this this sounds cool, like I want to be able to lean into that. But like, what does that day look like? Is it a, you know, is it a um, like a feedback sharing circle experience? Is it some sort of physical challenge? Um, how does that sort of show up with what, what you want to facilitate? Um, uh, you know, this retreat particularly is a warrior retreat so you know there is quite a lot of physical stuff to it um i think we as men need to be physical together it's mm. so important to, i agree you know like you you, you know you yourself <clears throat> you play afl right which is a very physical and it you know really sparks that warrior energy mm. um, uh, so we do that um uh, we get in touch with anger mm, interesting yeah, yeah. So we get in touch with anger, and there's there's a part of it where we are um, supporting each other in learning how to control that emotion. Is that because it's suppressed to some extent, and then that's unhealthy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and then it can come out a bit sideways, potentially to you know, say a rude remark, or you know, mm. you know like in your family life as well. So. Um, but it's, it's important here to make the distinction between, um, you know, the difference between anger and aggression. So, you know, like aggression, you know, is like um, harmful. You know, it's a harmful energy when you're like, you know, like aggressive towards someone. Yeah. But anger, you know, you know, from the root of the word anger, it's, you know, it's a primordial energy. So, you know, you know, it's a forward movement you know it's a you know it's a fire energy it's like you know and that's where you know a lot of self-worth can come from is you know you're feeling like you want to claim space in your life you want to you know take responsibility for your shit um yeah so we mm -hmm. get in touch with, you know we get in touch with anger in a conscious way and we do do you know we we work with the ego and so we do do you know like interpersonal feedback processes which are which is super triggering. <laughs> yeah, wow. What but, what would that, what does that look like? That's interesting. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so um yeah, so you know, so one of the processes that we won't be doing at the retreat but that we do quite often in men's group is, you know, it's called a hot seat. It's a hot seat process and so one man is up the front and you know, the men are, you know, like around him, but he's up the front. And so he's in the warrior seat and he's just staying silent. Sit in the seat, just he's in the seat. And there's two prompts um, for this. And so, and, and it's important to be mindful that these men know this guy, you know, because mm. they've been meeting every week for six months, you know, and it takes time for men to relax and feel comfortable and trust, you know, like it takes, it takes months mm. it takes months um but at that point we're able to really garner garner sorry some material to to throw at this guy and so there's two prompts the one is i do not see you as a warrior because 
boom, 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 boom. I do not see you as a warrior because you haven't shaven your beard today. I do not see you as a warrior because you were late at group last week. I do not see you as a warrior because you're you're messing around with women and you're lost. I do not see you as a warrior because you haven't given up smoking. I do not see you as a warrior because I can't feel your heart. Uh, right? So, mm. so that's just some examples. Um, and then we flip it to the positive side, which is I see you as a warrior because... I see you as a warrior because you're fucking showing up. I see you as a warrior because I feel safe with you. Mm. I feel like I can trust you. I see you as a warrior because I know you have my back on the battlefield. I see you and, as a warrior. Yeah. And so for those guys, like what's the feeling that c comes off the back of that? Is it like, is the idea to, is it to help strip away the ego? Is it to, is it to, like encourage like radical candor and, and sort of be authentic and not bullshit and not put masks. Like what's the, what's like the byproduct that you're hoping that um, everyone involved in that experience will, will walk away with? Yeah, man. Great question. I love that question. And for me, it really is um, summed up quite easily is that you get to experience your whole self. Mm. So you're integrated. Yep. As a whole human being you know, with all your, your beautiful gifts and your, you know, uh, your light per se, but also your shadow as well. Mm. Interesting. That's touching on something that like I find wildly fascinating and something that for me personally, I've wrestled with, um, you know, over the years. And it's like this idea of <clears throat> it's dangerous to have all or nothing thinking. Right. And so, I could wake, I could have one day where I feel really embodied. I feel present. I feel fucking on. Like I'm just, I feel aligned and all the good stuff in between. Right. Um, and then the next day I could feel fragile and weak and all these limiting beliefs and old thoughts and patterns come up and it's like, Oh nah, I'm not that strong fucking empowered man. Like that's bull like I'm actually this weak, fragile sort of person. And it's like, hang on a second. And what I'm hearing you say, Kyle, which is really interesting, tell me if I'm wrong, is like, what if we can kind of integrate this like more whole uh, summary or snapshot of, of who you are? Like, you don't, why can't you be this kind of person, but then also have this part of you and, and this do these behaviors, but then also do these behaviors and then and kind of like integrate that and be okay with it instead of like this resistance that comes with, judging ourselves when we're when we don't like the parts of ourselves that are coming to the surface does that make sense and that's that's saying that yeah it's caused a lot of angst for me personally I know i've done a little bit of coaching you know i work with a few clients one-on-one -on -one and some of the stuff that comes up is is that like all is like that all or nothing as soon as something comes up that's remotely uncomfortable it's like fuck they lean so heavily into that and lose sight of the good stuff too and then i suppose you could also over-index on like the the good stuff and over-exaggerate and then live a life in your ego which also doesn't serve you so is that is that kind of framework for, for making sense to you for what i've just described yeah oh mm. for sure. i mean like the amount of times i've taken the feedback personally yeah you know is uh it's tough you know it's tough to not take not take things personally um because we can be projecting um, you know, it's a two-way street, right? So, um, so it's important to 
just be able to um, know that whenever we do this type of work with the feedback, there's love. There's so much love behind it. You know, there's like mm. love here. It's like, look, man, you're doing this thing and it's making me feel disconnected from you. I love you, but I feel disconnected from you. Um, so to speak on what you were saying there about, you know, you know, in your everyday life where, you know, the mind and those thoughts can come in. Um, one of the big parts of men's work is just sharing your thoughts and sharing what's on your mind. Because there's a um, huge weight that we have in the mind and it stays there unless we start to get it out and we have mm. to just pull it out and pull it out. So. So, um, you know, we do exercises like empty the bucket, which is one man in front of you is just going to sit there and listen to you for 10, 20 minutes and just talk. Yeah. And then you, oh man, I felt fucking shit on Wednesday, man. I was like, I felt really bad. And I'm, you know, like, like, I don't know what to do about it. You know, like I just, I just wasn't feeling good. And, you know, that man is just going to hold you in that space and accept and love you there. Hmm. Yeah. yeah it's powerful stuff and even and i'm sure everyone you know tuning in can relate even when you just have a little vent sometimes it's in the wrong place and that i suppose to a large extent it's what's so beautiful about the, the men's space and the work you know retreats and the coaching and the and the brotherhood is like you've got a safe designated space to, be able to do this like sometimes we just air, you know think out loud and it's the wrong timing but when we do like it's often cathartic and it's like fuck i just needed and then sometimes you can dial it back in and it's like it's just about almost yeah like you alluded to expressing that and clearing the mind allowing more like mental bandwidth just to kind of to be able to you know feel more love and, and feel more connected it's like it's these amazing things we're talking about it's pretty hard to experience that when you're just clouded by you know self-judgment or judgment of others or frustrations or anger and you know um so that's really interesting to like and, and it's cool to look at the different modalities as well so like being able to um like the hot seat experience you mentioned sounds super interesting but then also to be able to do physical challenges as well and kind of express that through the body um i suppose that's to an extent as well like a really integrated approach too right is that is that part of the thinking behind it is is having that like the physical element and the emotional and the mental and and sort of like the softer energy and the heavier energy and kind of integrating it all together yeah yeah mm. sure. yeah 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 so we work with the physical with the emotional the mental and then there's also a psycho spiritual element to it as well where we do um uh we do like a lot of eye gazing uh but it's you know it's very intense eye gazing um talk to me about that i did that i mentioned earlier just off here, i was away at a retreat in july and to be completely like to be completely frank i just wasn't it just didn't it didn't capture my attention i was just like i don't get what the fuck we're trying to do here um and but i was about the same token i'm like listen i'm far from perfect i got emotional and mental holes that just like i got some shit like and all i care about is feeling good so i'm, I'm gonna try whatever and so i was able to do this experience with a few people and um yeah it was interesting like even just to be able to sit in that space and like embrace the discomfort even that alone and I'm sure there's probably more to it and, you know, other benefit and what have you. And I'll get your thoughts because I find it interesting, but like even just be able to sit in the discomfort and be like, okay, like I'm just here with this person and 
you know, funnily enough, there was, I remember there was one, like we, we did like a little group exchange and there was one person that's, I still remember. I, I feel like I felt their pain. And it's funny, like a, a year or two ago, I would have thought that was just such an ethereal weird thing to suggest, but it's like having gone through the experience, I was like, I could like see and feel their like angst and anxieties and depressions and, and pain in their, in their eyes. Right. So um, like, do you have, like, what are your thoughts behind that? Like, why, why would you encourage some of the guys to, to do something like that? Um, some guys it's incredibly intimidating. Mm. You know, like, oh yeah, you know, like do like shadow work and group processes and sharing and dyads and all that stuff. You know, the whole. But as soon as you, so we call it the samurai stare, um, and that's the name for it. And so you're looking at the man's left eye. So you're looking left eye to left eye, which is mm. evidence side, so it's more receptive. Um, and it's just an experience of just seeing and being seen, uh, but also uh, just exploring your shadow. Mm. So um, when you're looking at the person, you're, you know, you have the opportunity to share your warrior as if he was the enemy on the battlefield. So, mm. so really, really just bring your energy and just, bringing your fire and bringing you know look man don't mess with me mm. you know, yeah wow mess with me and so there's that side and then you've you know like obviously the polar opposite to that is the empathy which is what you speak of the, mm. the empathy and just to really open your heart to this person and just feel them and just empathize with them um mm. you know, compassion uh which is a word that's just thrown around these days is compassion but it's, yeah. uh, it's a very deep it's a very deep powerful uh state mm. yeah i think it's one thing to to kind of know what something means on a cognitive level but then to to really like embrace it physically on a visceral level is a whole other um whole other thing oh. what I'll, but I'll um i'm going to link the retreats and sort of some notes about where people can connect with you in the show notes. So guys, if you know, if you're, if you're tuning in, you want to learn more, um, check out the work I was doing. Uh, he's based up in Queensland, but I'm sure you can reach out if you've got any questions. Um, before we go though, I want to just, you, you touched on shadow work and that's something that I've, you know, personally come across in the last few months, but admittedly I'm still pretty ignorant as to what it means and what to do with that information. Could you share a bit on um, like what you mean by that and how that work might be useful for someone to, you know, sort of improve their life or feel better or, or just kind of, you know, have some sort of benefit to it. Yeah. I mean, well, certainly in the process of it, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah. A lot of good, a lot of the good stuff doesn't. So if you're listening, you know, don't be hoping that you're going to go in and have a great, pleasurable, fun experience. <laughs> um, but the recurring benefits of, doing you know like interpersonal shadow work and when i say interpersonal that's when you're doing it with other people mm. um and you're getting that reflection and that feedback from other people um is uh well you know it's changed my life you know uh it's uh because of all my you know my my wounding and my childhood and everything i've repressed everything i you know with my father and everything there i you know i switched off uh you know 
a huge part of my psyche, a huge part of me. And so when I started to do shadow work, which was eight years ago now, I began to let some of that up and, you know, get in touch with that energy, but let other people call me out on, you know, where I wasn't showing up. And, it, you know, it's hard, you know, like it's work, you know, it's mm. hard work. And so many different types of shadow work. There's, you know, sexual shadow work. There's like catharsis. There's, you know, like there's mental shadow work as well, uh, which is working with the ego. And that's what I really love because that helps me sleep well at night. Mm. <laughs> Um, is to understand who I am and what I am as a human and to just accept and love yeah love myself I really really love myself fully yeah um, because there's more of me to love oh wow wow I didn't know that I you know had this side of me or I didn't know that I was you know just a, you know like in denial and blah blah mm. blah so. so it's a real process to it it sounds like as well not a um like a quick fix not a quick fix it's not a quick fix and it's really good you know even you know if you're listening to this now the people that are close to you in your life your friends don't do it with your family that's not recommended yeah like <laughs> the friends you know your friends you know sit your friends down and just be like look so what do you think about me you know like how do you think i show up hmm because they, you know, they know you, so they have some material. They're able to, you know, see you, and they can give you some some good feedback. And just learning how to receive that feedback and be like, oh wow, fuck, thank you, sorry, mm. thank you, you know, okay, yeah, I'm showing up like that, you know. So, to a large part, like shadow work is really like highlighting these parts of ourselves that we often you know, I guess, keeping the shadows, right? Is that a really good way to contextualize this sort of work? Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned a few times the masks that we wear as well. Mm. So, you know, we we have, we call them ego traits, you know, or, or like ego features where yeah. we have different traits of the ego that we wear. Um, and, you know, and once again, to do this, to really, in my, you know, perspective, to really do shadow work, you know, you need to do it with community. Interesting, yeah. Like you need to do it with community because running up onto the mountains and meditating your life away, you know, I think those, you know, those days are gone. They're gone. And we've moved into a different time in the state of the evolution of where we're at. We're doing business together. You know, and you need to have a defined ego, you know, but the shadow side of that is, is where you just become very attached to your identity and that's all that you are. And there's mm. so much other, because, you know, like in a lot of ways, shadow work is like acting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that idea, community is everything. It's, I would say my highest value personally, not just for a lot of people and it just, really just amplifies anything we're trying to do to grow personally when you, you know, when you are with, with other, with other humans, you know, we're wired for it. Um, one more for you, Kyber, before I let you go. And it's, you know, it's, admittedly, it's probably a can of worms we could talk about for hours on end, but 
let's say we start going down that path and we're trying to integrate our shadow and we're going and, and we're, I guess, uncovering things that maybe some stuff we kind of knew, we know a little bit on a conscious level, but mostly subconscious and maybe some other stuff we were just, we've just put away deep in the shadows and it comes to the surface. And as we start to draw a lot on that stuff, you know, the idea is to, of course, integrate it. But I guess what, where I think a lot of people may not struggle, but when they're trying to reconcile what to do with that information and the stuff that comes up, is that about um, noticing something that perhaps is not serving you and trying to dissemble it and, and remove that part from your life? So, and so it's right. And so it's no longer a habit or, or, or part of you, or is it about simply, okay, that's part of who I am, yeah. like it or not. I need to learn to love that. That's it. There you go. Yeah, that's it, man. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's it, man. Yeah, and so the, for me, from what I've learned from my teachers, there's a big difference between self-improvement and self-acceptance. Whoa, that's the truth. Yeah, big difference there. And I am have no qualms about self-improvement. You know, I respect and I love that. And, you know, it's great work. But I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm on the self-acceptance side. Um, mm. Yeah. So to uh, love that, yeah, love all that dirty, yucky stuff. And you know that saying, um, the tree, the branches of the tree can't reach to heaven unless the roots reach down to hell. Mm. Yeah. Powerful. Mate, thank you so much for the time today. Like I sort of joked earlier, but we could yeah, probably talk for hours. Um, but I'll leave it there. I'll let you go. Um, guys, tuning in, if you want to learn more, I'll put all the stuff in the show notes. Really encourage anyone to, to look into the shadow work. Um, guys, of course, uh, we've spoken about community and the importance and, uh, of how much of an impact that can have. So being able to connect with a group of guys in a safe space, explore the different retreat options is just super powerful. And, you know, I've, I've experienced a couple myself over the years um, to different extents with different modalities and, you know, with different groups of people. And it's just, it's wildly powerful. So um, yeah, definitely encourage you guys to check it out. And Kyle, mate, you enjoy the rest of your day. Appreciate it once again. Great chat. Thank you, bro. Can I just plug one little thing in here? Please do. Because you're in Melbourne, um, we have a squad in Ballarat, which okay. I think is close to Melbourne, or I'm not sure. It's, in the, it's it. in the state. It's in the state. It's in the state. Yeah, yeah. So we have a squad there, uh, which is meeting, I think, on a Monday. Um, uh, but if you want that information, just go to samurabrotherhood.com, and you can just apply through the website, and uh, you'll be funneled to the Australian division. So I just wanted to plug that in there because mm. we do. Uh, a squad in Melbourne, uh, led by Nick Glasson. He's an amazing man. And uh, we have the three squads and more to come up here on the Gold Coast. Beautiful, brother. I'll put that in the show notes for sure. Most of the audience is Victorian, so guys, check it out. Um, and, and maybe next... As well. So, you know, if you don't want to drive to Ballarat or whatever, we have online groups. And there's an online group starting in this time zone. Um, soon we have 16 online groups in the division so you know it's a big brotherhood mm. you know, we have uh, over 500 members worldwide and uh you know wow. captain facilitators so it's a great organization super cool yeah. 
Thank you again, good sir. And that wraps up another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate the support you guys are showing to this platform. If you got some value from this episode, if you enjoyed it, please do share it on your socials with friends and family. Really helps grow the channel uh, and the mission and everything we're trying to do here with Braintainment. So spread the love. I would be forever grateful. And of course, if you got some real insights from this episode, hit me up, find me on social, shoot me a message. I'd love to engage and have a chat with you guys. So that's it for now. Until the next episode, thanks again.